Welcome to our new radio program, where two are gathered, here on Radio 74. I'm your host, Harold Chin, pastor of the Mandan Seventh-day Adventist Church. This radio program began as a blog during the lockdowns of 2020. It was intended to be an alternative prayer meeting place where you can gather with me and experience Matthew 18, verse 20, come to life. Today's devotionals are titled, Horns of the Altar and Horns of the Altar, Part 2. But first, a special song named, At the Cross.
Horns of the Altar. 1 Kings chapter 1, starting with verse 51, says, Hey, look, somebody informed Solomon. Adonijah is terrified of King Solomon. He's gone out, grabbed hold of the horns of the altar, and now he's begging King Solomon, Swear to me that you won't put your servant to death with a sword. If he'd done nothing wrong, not a hair of his head will be harmed, Solomon replied. But if we find evil in him, he's a dead man. So King Solomon sent for him, and he was brought down from the altar. When he had arrived, he fell on his face in front of King Solomon. So Solomon told him, Go home. Adonijah was Solomon's older brother, and he tried to claim the throne of David, his father. His plan nearly succeeded. David was informed of Adonijah's plan and decided to formally abdicate his throne to Solomon, according to the word of God. When Adonijah's party found out that David had made Solomon king, they were terrified and fled for their lives. Adonijah fled to the sanctuary and laid hold of the horns of the altar, begging for his life. Solomon's reply in verse 52 was very interesting. It was a reply concerning judgment. Just grabbing the horns did not immediately make Adonijah guilty or innocent, but an investigative judgment was begun. When Adonijah was brought before Solomon, he fell on his face in humility, and Solomon granted him mercy. The altar of burnt offering at the sanctuary was where Adonijah fled to. When we confess our sins to Jesus Christ, we are, in a very similar sense, grabbing the horns of the altar and claiming the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross for our sins. Adonijah knew what he did was wrong and came before the king in humility. And the king told him to go home. Mercy triumphed over judgment. Adonijah was not to die. This is the mercy and grace that Jesus Christ offers to every penitent sinner. The story of Adonijah was not to conclude with this event, but these three verses show us that the investigation resulted in mercy. This is the intended outcome of all who come to Jesus. Let each of us find the mercy that we need at the foot of the cross of Jesus Christ today. Horns of the Altar, Part 2 1 Kings chapter 2, starting with verse 10, says, After this, David died, as had his ancestors, and he was buried in the city of David. David had reigned over Israel for forty years. He reigned in Hebron for seven years, and in Jerusalem for three years. Solomon then assumed his father David's throne, and his kingdom was firmly established. Just before David's death, he gave Solomon some specific instructions. He started with the most important of all, to keep the charge that the Lord your God entrusted to you. Live life His way. Keep His statutes, His commands, His ordinances, and His testimonies as they're written down in the Law of Moses, so that you may succeed in everything you do and wherever you go, and so that the Lord may fulfill His promise that He spoke about when He said, if your sons pay attention to how they live by walking truthfully in my presence, with all their heart and with all their soul, you will never lack a man on the throne of Israel. 1 Kings 2, verses 3 and 4. David went on to further instruct Solomon about key individuals, Joab, who was 
unpunished for treacherously killing Abner and Amasa during peacetime, descendants of Barzillai, the Gileadite, who helped David when he had to flee from Absalom, and Shimei, a descendant of Benjamin who cursed David. David encouraged Solomon to act with wisdom concerning Joab and Shimei, and with grace towards the descendants of Barzillai. What happens next concerns Adonijah. Remember, Adonijah was shown mercy when he fled to the sanctuary and grabbed the horns of the altar after his plot to take David's throne backfired and the throne was officially given to Solomon according to the word of the Lord. Listen to these words that Adonijah spoke to Bathsheba, Solomon's mother. You know that the kingdom should have come to me and that everyone in Israel intended to place me as the next king. However, the kingdom has turned around and now belongs to my brother because it went to him from the Lord. 1 Kings 2 verse 15 What exactly was he saying? The kingdom should have come to me, but it went to Solomon from the Lord? He was not satisfied with the Lord's decision and so used Solomon's mother to get Solomon to give him Abishag, David's last youngest wife with whom he never had sexual relations. His plan was to get Solomon to give up the throne by giving up one of David's wives. When Solomon heard Adonijah's request through Bathsheba, his judgment was swift and decisive. Adonijah would die for treason. There was no longer a sacrifice for his sin. His own words condemned him. Solomon also wisely discerned that Adonijah did not act alone in this. He still had the loyalty of Abiathar, the priest, and Joab, and used this occasion to fire Abiathar and exile him to his home, fulfilling scripture concerning the house of Eli. When Joab found out about Adonijah's execution, he fled to the sanctuary and held on to the horns of the altar as Adonijah had originally done, but it did him no good. Joab was executed there at the sanctuary without any mercy. All three of them knew the truth of God's will and intentionally went against it and spurned the mercy that had been offered to Adonijah after their first attempt failed. Hebrews 10 verse 26 says, If we choose to go on sinning after we have learned the full truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but only a terrifying prospect of judgment and a raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Adonijah and Joab knew the full truth and kept on pursuing their wrong course of action, even after Adonijah had clung to the horns of the altar for mercy. Hebrews 10 verse 29 goes on to say, How much more severe a punishment do you think that person deserves who tramples on God's Son and treats as common the blood of the covenant by which it was sanctified and insults the Spirit of grace? What can we take from all this? The end of Hebrews 10 gives us the answer, starting with verse 35. So don't lose your confidence, since it holds a great reward for you. For you need endurance, so that after you have done God's will, you can receive what he has promised. For in a very little while, the one who is coming will return. He will not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith, and if he turns back, my soul will take no pleasure in him. Now, we do not belong to those who turn back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. Let us belong to those who have faith and are saved. May we never let go of Jesus Christ, but cling to him today and forever.
Our benediction is found in 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. If anybody does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. Thank you for joining me today. Be sure to return here every Thursday at 12 noon and 6.44 p.m. and every Saturday at 12.44 p.m., 4 p.m. and 8.15 p.m. to claim the promise of Jesus in Matthew 18, verse 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them.